Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Every youth can be a success story if they're given the right opportunity and support. Therefore, I think it's important to journey with them through their ups and downs and to always believe in them. Melting Pot recently collaborated with Tribe, which is a social service agency in Singapore, who are advocates for youth facing adversities, presenting a very special season nine, the Tribe series. The Tribe series is conversations with inspiring young social and youth workers from the agency and episodes are available on all podcast streaming platforms and on YouTube. To listen, share and support in whatever way you can, it motivates us to bring you a lot more heartwarming stories from across the globe. Support for this series comes from GIG International School, Singapore and the GIG Professional Development Center, part of the prestigious CIA group who promote innovation and experiential study techniques for nurturing independent learners, be it students or be it teachers. Explore their offerings even as they continue to set standards in pedagogy, teacher training and future skills development. Hi everyone, today on Melting Pot, I will be talking to Andre Chong. Andre is a social worker and head rehabilitation and reintegration services, community and youth services for the tribe, which is in Singapore. Thank you so much for joining me today, Andre. Hi, Payal. Thanks for having me here uh, today as well. Great. So let's kick off the conversation by you telling my listeners and me about Tribe. What is the mission and the vision of Tribe? Sure. So Tribe basically is an agency, a social service agency that works with youth at risk. And our vision and what we believe in is that every youth that we come across and every youth that we work with can be a success uh, story. And success will also mean that beyond just what society would usually think of in terms of like academic success, doing well in school, being rich, these are things that we recognize could be different for the youth that we work with. So success for the youth that we work with could even mean small steps and progress that they are making in, in changing their lives towards getting a better future for themselves. Okay. And what kind of a team structure do you have? I mean, you've got obviously, you know, like yourself, and then I'm assuming you've got caseworkers, you know, and, and you yourself are a social worker. So how, how does it work? You know, what is the structure? Yeah, so I, I would like to think we are quite a diverse team. So for myself in the community division, essentially we work with youths in the community. So the team that we have are mostly made up of 
uh, caseworkers who have either social work training or uh, psychology training, whereas my colleagues who are at the Singapore Boys Hostels that will compose kind of different role for the team. So we have teams who deal with the operations, the running of the hostel, and we even have youth workers to engage and to manage the boys in the hostel. Okay, so are you your qualified social worker, is it? Yes, that's right. Okay, okay, great. Um, So is that like a graduate program? Yes, to be a social worker in Singapore, you actually have to go through training and, and graduate with a bachelor degree in social work. Okay, and uh, so how did you get involved with Tribe? Were you, uh, so after you graduate, you sound really young, so I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking you graduated quite recently. <laughs> so, <laughs> thank you. Right? I, I would like to think I'm still young. I'm feeling <laughs> 30 this year. Okay. So, yeah. Sorry, asking how did I get started into yeah. the yeah. Okay, so actually I started my work with Tribe since I completed my national service. Uh, so there's actually some quite some time back tracing back to 2013. Okay. So I started out initially. Okay, sorry, let me. Sorry, Andre. I just want sure. to know when was Tribe founded? How many years ago was that? Oh, we actually started in uh, 1995. Oh. So we actually evolved quite a bit. Initially, we were doing more school-based programs, and then subsequently, we started to chart out more towards working with youth at risk. So one of the key initial projects that we took on was the running of the Singapore Boys Hostel, and that's where we were actually uh, really involved in working youth offenders, the youth population that were at risk. Uh, and from there, we actually diverged and, and dwelled more deeply in working with Okay, so yeah, sorry I interrupted. So coming back no to you, what inspired you to actually, one, take up social work and two, you know, join Tribe? So I joined after I heard one of my, basically uh, one of a mentor in my life. I heard about the work that he was doing in Tribe, which was back then in the Singapore Boys Hostel, uh, working with youth offenders. And I thought this was something interesting that I haven't really heard before about. And with that interest and curiosity, I joined Tribe, uh, working in the Singapore Boys Hostel. Back then, doing more of the operational aspect of the involvement in the running of the hostel, managing of the boys' behavior in, in a hostel. So not so much social work at that point of time. Okay. And so then when did you actually move on to doing, you know, social work as, as what it is that you're doing now? I can see that, you know, you had the rehabilitation and reintegration services and community and youth services. So what exactly does that entail in terms of your responsibilities? So eventually I recognized the need for you know, further development for myself if I were to actually be effective in the work that I do in the sector. So with that, uh, I actually went on to do a part-time degree at Singapore University of Social Sciences. And that's where I actually graduated uh, with my degree in 2018. So currently in the role of heading the department and managing two services, key role is actually to ensure the quality of the service that we provide uh, to our clients. 
to oversee the work that is being done by the team, how the service is being administered to the clients and reviewing the effectiveness of the service that we provide for our clients. Okay, so how large is the hostel? How many clients do you have at the hostel at any given point in time? Well, it can be quite exciting that a hostel can actually go up to 120. That is the maximum capacity. But thankfully, in, in our time managing the hostel, we have not hit that capacity yet. So uh, usually we are looking at about a capacity of 60 or less. 60 or less. Okay. Just um, a little bit about, so what exactly is the role of the hostel? I mean, in terms of, so when you have the clients at the hostel, what exactly would a, the your team members be doing there? Yeah, that's, a, that's an interesting question. So, the youths that are placed in the Singapore Boys Hostel are sentenced there through the, the court system. So they will have committed offences and the judge has decided to place them on probation. So when they are sent to us in the hostel, mainly we are looking at addressing the risky behaviours that they are involved with and to actually uh, do rehabilitation work uh, such that when they have completed uh, so that they will be able to successfully complete their probation and even beyond probation to continue to remain free from offences. And that's where also the aftercare part comes in. And aftercare service is also what I do in the community to ensure that the progress that our youths have in the hostel is sustained when they discharge from the hostel. Okay, and what is the, do you have like an age bracket of, you know, the like the youngest to the oldest is there like a stipulated age or or not yes so the age range of the clients that we are working with is usually from 13 to 21 years old okay okay um so what are some of the common issues that you have seen that actually lead you know for some of the youth to become vulnerable what is a general pattern that yeah. you know you have seen with the youth that come to the hostel? So I think to answer that, I must first say that each youth is unique. Each youth comes to us with a different set of uh, challenges and issues that they face in their lives. Some of the common uh, issues that we observe in the youth that we work with, many of them come from fam um, challenging or difficult uh, family backgrounds. So some of them could come from family backgrounds where unfortunately the, the structure in, in the family is no longer intact in the form of uh, that could be separation from the parents and especially for parents, uh, single parent families where uh, just even maintaining the livelihood of uh, the family and the children, sometimes it could also mean that the parents are not able to be as involved with the child's lives and that could result in certain neglect for the child as well, which does lead them to be more vulnerable to some of these issues that they could face in future. You're listening to a fusion of stories recounted for the first time ever by some fascinating people from across the globe with me, Pyle, on this very unique and special podcast series. Other issues that we have also observed, youths who have difficulties in school, fitting into the mainstream school uh, education system. And because some of these youths uh, already do have some of these challenges that they face in their families, 
they do encounter much more difficulties uh, doing well in the mainstream school uh, setting compared to other peers. And as they fall out from school, they are no longer engaged in school. Uh, that's where they are actually at a higher risk of being involved in uh, risky activities in the community. Oh, okay. Okay. You know, I mean, I know each, like you yourself said that each youth is unique. So you can't really, you can't, you know, so different experiences, but typically on an average, how long would a youth be with with tribe you know before the youth reintegrates into society okay so that also depends on the different uh, services that uh, tribe has to offer to the youth so for instance if we are looking about uh, looking at the singapore boys hostel that's a 12 months uh, stay that they have with us in the institution and when they discharge from the institution, the aftercare service that we provide is up to uh, 18 months. We also do have other services uh, in the community to provide intervention and support for youth for a period of six months as well. Okay. Okay. So then again, it depends on, you know, on which service, whether the youth is at the hostel or is being looked after through some other services. Yes, that's right. That's also depending on the issues that they come to us with. Okay, so, you know, I, I mean, obviously, there have been so many youth who have, have benefited from a tribe. How hard is it? Uh, realistically for the youth after you know they've been a part of your program to reintegrate into society I mean you know on a scale of one to ten how would you range it <laughs> um, wow it's <laughs> a uh, very you know just a very yeah. very average it doesn't have to you know, I don't, I don't want the exact number. Just, uh, just, it would be interesting to to get a deeper understanding of that because mm-hmm. your tribe has kind of uh, worked so hard in um, in helping the youth. Um, so it would be interesting to see what kind of an end result there is typically on an mm. average. Yeah, I, I would think I'll probably rate it as a four. Okay. Uh, out of 10. So, and why I read it as four is uh, I believe that as a society we can do uh, much more. And as a sector in the social service, I think that much more should also be done by the sector to also help the public develop a better understanding of the clients that we serve so that they can return to a more accepting community. Okay. Have you had any cases where the client has actually come back to Tribe and started working with Tribe? So far, we, we don't have such uh, instance. I, I think we might have had interns before where they do their internship with us, uh, but not as a full-time staff. Okay, yeah. No, that's fine. I mean, even an intern is, I think, an amazing experience for the youth at such a young age and mm. being vulnerable. So, Andre, what inspires you? <laughs> to do the work that I'm doing? Yeah. So like you go wow. home at the end. No, I mean you go home at the end of the day. Yeah. Feeling like what? What kind of a feeling do you have? I mean, mm, mm, you know? Yeah. 
And, and I think that's a very important question, especially for those of us who are working in this sector. Uh, the truth be told, it, it can get frustrating. Sometimes the results and outcomes may not be what we expect. And there are times that we also have to cope with disappointment about how the clients are doing and progressing in their lives. And it's always a good reminder for us to come back to why we want to do this work. So I think for, for myself, well, it started out as a curiosity um, about the work in, in a hostel and getting to know more about the offending population. I think what has happened since then is as I get to hear more about the stories and the experiences that these youth have been through, the challenges that they encounter in their lives, um, it has revealed to me that uh, actually they do really uh, support and help and it's sort of like an eye-opening experience for myself and I, I think since then it has been kind of like no turning back for me. Yeah. I, I do see it as if I am in that position where I could feel the, the need and, and be a pillar of support for our youth. I yeah, want to play that role in their lives. Okay, that's, that's quite incredible. I mean, you know, also instilling hope is such an important factor because you yourself mentioned mm. earlier that, you know, uh, some of the youth uh, could come from broken homes or it's very circumstantial, which kind of leads up to their behavior. And if Tribe is able to, you know, and, and at such a young, vulnerable age, if Tribe is able to give them a sense of direction and bring them back, you know, and, and give them hope, I think that is extremely, it's a very important role that is being played mm. by Tribe and by each and every one of you who's involved with Tribe. So thank you so much, Andre. I think it's just been, you know, really, and your voice is being heard through Melting Pot and Tribe also that is sort of, because I have listeners in over 56 countries and it's very ins inspiring to hear how Tribe sort of started and how each one of you, and I'm going to be talking to some more of your colleagues in the coming days, and how each one of you contributes. And I think it's so important to be able to do that. And like you mentioned yourself that there could be days when, you know, you go home frustrated, but mm. I'm sure uh, there, there would be many more days where you go home with a smile on your face because you feel like you're making a difference. So Yes, indeed. <laughs> yeah, so thank you very much, Andre. I'm sure my listeners are going to be really inspired and good luck. And, you know, you, I know you've got a lot of steps ahead of you. So. <laughs> and I'm sure it, it's going to be fabulous. So thank you very much, Andre. Yeah, thank you for the opportunity to share. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. For more weekly conversations, do listen to Melting Pot on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts. Follow us on YouTube and on Instagram at Podcast Melting Pot. So until the next episode, this is Payal signing off. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.